0: This podcast is recorded on the lands of the Pangerang people and the Jagara people. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging, and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded, and that modern Australian nation has never come to terms with or made a genuine attempt to address what was done to Indigenous people following European colonisation. Well may we say, God save the Queen, because nothing will
1: save the Governor-General.
2: You know I've searched my heart to prove There's better ways to push and pull Hey whatever gets you through these days
0: Hello and welcome to Well May We Say a progressive podcast about Australian politics This is episode 148 the Saturday, 11th of September 2021. I'm Jeremy Sipiko, and each week I'll be joined by a different guest host to help me. Each week, sorry, each indeterminate period of time, I'll be joined by a guest host to help me discuss what's just been happening to the country, what's likely to happen, and hopefully what we can do about it. Tonight's guest host is returning guest host, Nick Carr. Welcome back, Nick. Hey, Jeremy. How you going? I'm I'm all right. I'm in in liberated well liberated in quotes regional Victoria. We still haven't had anybody come to stay in our house since we moved two months ago because uh, <laughs> it's not allowed.
1: Our, what 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 are the changes now? What can you do now that uh, you know it's opened up a bit more?
0: We can do pretty much anything except we can't uh, go to Melbourne or Shepparton, and we can't have oh, okay, yeah. any other people in our house. Oh, okay. We are we are considering whether whether our, our board game friends should should just. Um, Look, it, it, the extent to which you can have an intimate intimate partner, like, mm-hmm. what, yeah. what do we actually need so they can come to us? <laughs> How is that tested? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> what questions right, are asked? Guys, I, mean, I know Senly is always asking. A board game.
1: we just got to do one thing first. <laughs> it's for the government, though. It's important. They need to. Yeah, we're we going <laughs> to film it just for evidence. <laughs>
0: Well, we don't, you don't want to lie like the form. No, it's got to be it's got to be genuine. It's got to yeah. be genuine. Anyway, but they can't look into your heart.
2: Yeah.
0: Other than that, we pretty the main restrictions are things like the um, cafes and restaurants have limits on how many people they can have. But uh, yeah. otherwise, it's mainly open. The five reasons thing is gone. That's good. Except for Shepparton, poor old is still stuck in the same situation that Melbourne was. Still which which really yeah. should be a warning to, to well to everyone who like you you don't you do not. You really need to be still be careful because if you get a situation like Shepparton had, like it's not Shepparton's fault that somebody came up from Melbourne and infected them, but uh, yeah. the the impact of that where it got to where it spread really quickly because um, people were being a bit more casual because uh, mm. there wasn't a lockdown and they didn't have to be, but yeah. it didn't have to be more. Um, and the upshot of that was that Shepparton is still locked down. So I guess there's yeah. a general lesson in that for all of us to try and even when the lockdown is not there. Yeah. <laughs> You know, be conscious that there is a you know a dangerous, deadly virus floating around the place. Hey, you're, so you're up in Queensland. You're where are you at the moment? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm uh, just outside of uh, Toowoomba in a place
1: called Highfields. I'm I'm, I'm up there right now, uh, which is good. I've been basically living for the last few months uh, because I'm you know staying in Brisbane. Uh, I'm seeing I just started seeing someone in in Toowoomba. So like basically every weekend on Friday, I pack my car with all of my stuff <laughs> and my dog. And get out, like, and, and head to to or, you know, head to Mum and Dad's in Gatineau or whatever to stay, just in case there's a lockdown, like, so I stay out of it. <laughs> so I, I don't have to go back yeah. to Brisbane for the week. Like, I could just work from from wherever. And, uh, yeah, so I've done that this week, which today, with the news that there's five cases in Brisbane, I'm glad I did because, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think I got out, of, I came down on Thursday this week, so that's good. So I definitely have a few days clear. But I'll tell you what, it is, it is, um, a bit of, like scary at the moment because, just like you know, you say, you know, it's, it's not Sheppard's fault, someone could just come out from the city or whatever and be real casual about it. There's a genuine fear uh, here of that happening from someone from New South Wales. Like, we've heard there's a couple of people snuck up, there's the, the truck driver that's traveled through. Um, there's that real fear that someone's going to sneak through or find their way through the border and because and, you know, like, and, and fuck take us down as well. Like, it's
0: um, well, because yeah, New South Wales has like, just given up. They've just got now. Yeah. Now, I, I, this, this really, not, it's. I, have you found this is very odd? Lefties in New South Wales seem to be really b- have bought onto this whole. Now we've got to give up on zero COVID. Yeah, we've got We just got to. Yeah, you know, just got to let it. Let it. We can't. We can't say. And we've had a lockdown. I, I, I feel like the New South Wales lockdown is not the same thing. I wish that no. when the national <laughs> cabinet had originally, when it, during when it first happened in Victoria, I wish there'd been yeah. some um, agreement that for the sake of clarity around the nation and people moving and so forth no. they'd agreed on what different stage lockdowns meant yeah. this is a stage one yeah. lockdown this is a stage two mm. lockdown these are the rules that for those different lockdowns so that at least then you know everybody around the country could be would know okay New South Wales had an infection um, this would be a stage four lockdown yep. or whatever. so at least there was consistency but yeah. it, it's I suppose it suited the aims of the people who don't want there to be that consistency and they want to be able to say there's a lockdown when there when there isn't so when there tr- clearly like, isn't yeah well, because obviously there's lockdown, but there's big parts of Sydney where, where hmm. you know, where, if, you're, if you're in the poorer parts of Sydney where, you know, you don't even deserve to have a local A or P, maybe you should just have Christina Keneally parachuted in. <laughs> Those people are being locked down quite harshly and brutally. Yeah. And like to the point where, you know, in that um, apartment run by, um, not Mission Australia, but it was basically in the, in the, oh, yeah. where the police were confiscating people's alcohol.
1: Oof. Who the
0: hell do they think they are?
1: Like Jesus Christ! Yeah. I hadn't heard of that. That's mental.
0: Imagine being locked out and then the police, like you know, going through your damn Murphy order. That's just yeah, adding insult that's just It's, it's insane. There wasn't riots.
1: Like if someone tried to do that, like if someone, you know, like if we were getting locked out and someone came and tried to take a bottle of scotch or something off me, I think I'd be flipping out. Like I wouldn't be taking that well.
0: It almost feels like Sydney's approach is a little bit those who walk away from Amelius. You know mm. the the Ursula Le Guin story. No, I'm not familiar. The premise of it is that there's a. It's a short story. It's worth, you know, look, look up, Google mm. for O-M-E-L-A-S on, mm. on Google. You'll find the short story. It's, it's accessible on, on the internet. The premise of it is a civilization that is, everything seems to be going very nicely. Everything mm. is quite, it's quite a blessed civilization. As somebody else mm. from Toowoomba who we might mention in a minute might say. <laughs> it is, however, built on, it is entirely dependent on, and everybody knows, a small child who is suffering uh, uh, in, in a yeah. dungeon or somebody in the city. And everybody knows that if anything would happen to that, where where that child's suffering was to cease, all of their prosperity would end. And so people just know know that it's there, know that it's happening, and are willing to accept that child's (laughs) horrific suffering for the prosperity it gets them. (laughs) Except for those who walk away from home, alas, which is the point of it. Anyway. So yeah, it always feels like the relevance of that. Uh, This is probably not the the most relevant um, (laughs) thing that we've ever talked about on this podcast to that story, but maybe maybe the brutality of the police towards, like, Mm. the cruelty towards those, of people in Sydney in the most disadvantaged suburbs and the most disadvantaged people in those suburbs, and the police are like, Mm. and we'll take away any alcohol, (laughs) it feels like... Do they think that the, that the prosperity and the future survivability of Sydney are, are, you know, dependent on making the most vulnerable people suffer the most? <laughs> like, well, if we make them suffer more, maybe things will work out better for the rest of us? Yeah. Like, I mean- what is the... Thinking there, it's Hasn't that kind
1: of been the Liberal <laughs> the liberal Party uh, general vibe for the last, I don't know, decade? Like, let's make them hurt as much as we possibly can while we we'll make it out like bandits? Like, it's it's been effective for them so far. So, yeah, they're still getting votes. So, yeah, I don't know. I think, glad you know, like everything that's happened in Sydney, I don't know how anyone in that state, sorry, in New South Wales, could not... Want to storm <laughs> the the New South Wales Parliament House and just carry them all away? Like everything that's happened, like it's it's so clearly. you know, they're they're at massive fault. Like, at every step of the way, they've made the wrong choice and they've done everything they can to not have to own up to it, not go, yeah, you know what, this is us. And then now they're just like, you know what, we've lost control of this. We're not going to do the briefings anymore. We're not going to try getting to COVID. A a bunch of people are going to die. Like
0: To hell with the fact that the ICUs can't take people and we're trying to have people do do hospital care at home and uh, that people are dying from that and... Yeah, just like... And, and and the fact that they're still like, this is the model for the rest of the country. And, and Scummo's, you know, t- t- or TGB's Ugh. getting Scummo to, what are you going to do about these rogue premiers? You mean the ones who aren't just willing to go, ah, oh, fuck it, let it rip? Yeah. I, I feel like they're not the rogue, rogue premiers here.
1: Yeah, 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 that's it. And I can understand, like, anyone... I don't think there's much of the sentiment here. Like I've been watching, you know, listening to a lot of the, the coverage and a lot of journalists, you know, based in Melbourne and Sydney, whatever, talking about, you know, like Queensland and, and um, Western Australia. And even with the journalists now, they've they've just accepted it as well. Like they've just got they, they've con- they're definitely towing that line that, oh well, okay, so we've given up on COVID zero. Yeah. Now when are these other states going to going to agree to that as well? When are they going to work it out? Because you know if they keep holding out, it's like yeah, New South Wales has given up, <laughs> so that's it. Yep. Yep. We've decided
0: for the rest of you now. Fuck yeah. you all. Yeah,
1: that's it. Well, I mean, they essentially kind of have because it's gotten so out of control that there's no way it's not going to spread down. And I'll tell you what, there's not much appetite up here for opening up to... to to down south at the moment. Like, no. I can understand. Like, and, and, you know, they keep saying, oh, well, these, you know, these premiers, they're, they're, they're getting a lot of popularity out of keeping the borders closed, but it can only last so long. You know, eventually <laughs> it but I don't think it will because it means the longer they keep those borders closed, the longer we get to live a normal life. And, and, hey, it's hey. that thing. we're not willing to give that up right now. You know, no,
0: no, I, I think, I think, I think that they're right and that people are going to get very <sighs> sick. Of premiers not just letting us all die horribly. Uh, you know, it's you they're only popular for a short term. And then after that, people get really sick of not dying horribly. Well, that, that's it. The Liberal Party here in Victoria and, and the right wing meet like the lockdown here in Victoria is a lot less effective this time. A because well, people are sick of it. It's been going on for a long time, and, and it's not working yeah. as effectively as last time because Delta is sneaking out. The problem—it's like the numbers yeah. are going up, and so people are like, see, it's not working. The problem is, of course, they're not going up like Sydney. They are—they may be going yeah. up, but they're—they are being suppre- the, the lockdown is suppressing the numbers, yeah. so our yeah, our, yeah. our hospitals aren't falling apart the same way as Sydney's are. They are struggling, yeah. Yeah. but yeah. it seems like a big part of the problem is but it's
1: not dire yeah.
0: Well, people aren't following it the same way. Mm. I, people who I've, I'm friends with who are still in Melbourne are reporting like, you know, you go to a shopping center, and people are just not scanning the contact tracing thing. They're taking their masks off and say, and basically daring shop assistants to, to stand up to them, you know, young a young person working in yeah. a shop. The attitude, and it's obviously fanned by the right-wing, relentless bullshit right-wing yeah. media saying, you know, this is all pointless, we're just going to get, you know, you're, you're suffering, it's not gaining anything, god damn you, Dan. And the problem yeah. is, although that's not persuasive to a majority of Victorians, it's persuasive enough to, to enough Victorians that it is severely undercutting the effectiveness of the health pulse yeah, and health response. message and it's meaning why it's yeah. why this is lasting longer than previously and yes yeah, it's, it's really quite scary because it's not as effective it isn't being as effective as before yeah. Yeah. and 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 the thing is obviously the australian and the and the um, lnp media and but and including the very captured abc are happy running happily running this hey national cabinet agreed on 70 percent so that's what we're going to do yeah. and they're like oh, hang on first of all They, they, that was there were some big caveats in that in that national plan. The plan, follow the plan. That 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 was that was before this happened, and it was subject to further developments. Like, and you would think that what has happened in New South Wales suggests that. Hang on, we're moving from that plan because that plan was before those factors were taken
1: into account. Those numbers were based on different facts. Yeah, Yeah.
0: and and the modelling doesn't say what Scummo says it does either. But seventy percent. Like, what's infuriating me is just listening to... Turn on the ABC and they'd be... Mm. God, wait. Oh turn on the ABC last night and... Oh, it's September 11. So, who should we... Who, whose thoughts should we broadcast? Alexander Downer. Let's listen to Alexander Downer tell us about his <laughs> night at home on September 11 where he was watching Late Line and then saw these things happen on the TV and and he had to make some calls. I mean, it was really informative and thank you for sharing Alexander fucking Downer's <laughs> insights. Really on timely. Oh, this is Great. But, but listening to the ABC report, whenever they, they're talking with on the COVID subject, yeah. they know and they sometimes concede that 70% doesn't mean 70% of people. It means 70% of people yeah. over, is it 16, 18? It's, it's, certainly, it's, it's a percentage yeah, of the 16, adult population. Yeah. So, in fact, in fact, 70% means actually about 56% of the population being vaccinated, yeah. which is a lot worse. And when you make that point to people, they're a bit more wary about, yeah. hang on, Yeah. first of all, the vaccine's... Minimize hospitalizations, but they don't stop transmission. It doesn't stop it. Which yeah. means that you've got 46% of the population still unvaccinated. Yeah. And even those of us who are vaccinated, like this, this mindset of, oh, well, I'm vaccinated, so fuck you, and which is also more prevalent amongst older, boomer, the people who vote for fucking scummer in the first place. Yeah, That generation, because they're the ones who got their fucking vaccines first. So they're, yeah. they're, all, they're very they're cavalier they're about the rest. <laughs> yeah. So the rest of the population is like, Hang on, we're only just getting an opportunity to go for it now. So it's a bit rough yeah. on them. But that 44% un- still unvaccinated at 70% is huge.
2: Mm.
0: That also means an enormous number, of, not just of infections, but hospitalizations, which also means, if you think about it, you- even old people or young people, mm-hmm. people who they're suppo- supposedly not too badly off from COVID, mm. oh, sorry, old people are, yeah. they're supposedly more more vaccinated, yeah. but young people, supposedly, okay. You know what? You know what? every group of the population needs even even if they're vaccinated huh. access to ICUs for Good other things. things yeah yeah for a car accident and all yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. so this whole thing of like oh well we we're, we're fine cuz i've been double vaxxed so you know i'm i'm probably fine yeah, yeah you're forgetting those ICUs full of people <laughs> means that you're not fine if anything else goes wrong no <laughs> you're not immune
1: to to you know nature taking you out you know. no that's no,
0: all right i can walk away from this car accident cuz i've got double pfizer <laughs> the cars just bounce off me. So it's insane to me. That's right. It's not that AZ shit. It's the good stuff. <laughs> that's right. I can I can just walk into the road <laughs> and nothing can nothing can harm me. I'm impervious to all harm. That's um, uh, that's for non-vaccinated yeah. cowards. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. If, if only if only Superman had had double Pfizer he'd be impervious to the kryptonite. Yeah, he, he'd never lose. <laughs> and yet, and yeah, you're right. The media are just like, no, no, 70%, that's the, that's the deal. We're fine at seventy percent. There'll be some deaths. There'll be a couple of deaths. People will, but, you know, die. not too many. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, all of you. I, fuck. and I don't yeah. remember having a, a, a. I don't remember getting to vote on whether we open up at seventy percent of adults. No. Yeah. Being fifty-six percent of the population, because I'm not voting for that. No, no, not on board. And I didn't agree to that. Yep. And
1: and um, there will be some deaths there. You know, like that, That's what they're excited. You know, they they keep saying, Yet yeah, there will be some deaths," and they're willing to accept that, but. They all think it's not going to be them. And if there's one thing that COVID has has proven time and again that it has, a beautiful love of irony. Mm. Like everybody that's been, ah, whatever, you know, like I'll just take the ivermectin or, you know, like oh, it's a hoax or whatever. <laughs> They're the ones that have caught it. <laughs> They're the ones that it goes... Bloody oh, sheep. <laughs> you're all sheep. You're all sheep. Now I'll just take some livestock yeah, medication. It, uh, COVID seems to, to hear that and go, take it personally, <laughs> like take it as a personal attack and then make sure it gets those. Donald Trump, Joe Rogan, like it, it, all those people who aren't taking it seriously, that's who it goes for first. Boris Johnson, like... They've all had it, like yeah.
0: Well, also they they deliberately engage Bolsonaro. They also engage in all the behaviours that make it yeah. more likely for them to get <laughs> it too. Like it's not just irony; it's like you know action and consequence. <laughs> That's it. But, yeah. but have you seen? Like, there's a whole there's a whole Reddit on like. There's always been a Reddit of you know leopards eat my. I think it's like r slash leopards eat my no, face right. or something. You know, you know from the. The old, the old remark about, like, I never thought leopards would eat my face," says woman who voted for the leopards eating people's faces party. <laughs> um, you know that one. That, um, so there is a lot in that one that are people yeah. who are like, you know, here is the post yeah. from last week talking yeah. about how COVID is a hoax. Here yeah. they are, or here is their widow posting that they've died, <laughs> and their like, mother
1: begging everyone to get vaccinated. Yeah. It's a bit dark. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> but that's right. But all the everybody else who's ca- so casual about it, like, do you guys not like there being an actual? I know you guys don't give a shit about there being a social safety net in terms of um, income and so forth for people, and uh, we can get back when we talk about the ALP on that one, but don't you at least like there being a medical safety net where you know that if something goes wrong, if you fall off a ladder, if you burn yourself, if you're in a car accident, you can go Mm. to hospital and be treated in a first-world hospital with decent medical care. You're very casual about giving that up. Are you, have you thought through what it would be like with, no. without that? Because there are plenty of first world countries around the world and America mm. where you can see what happens if they yeah. if you don't have those and, things.
1: Yeah. We're all so used to how like good we've got it in that regard, like having access to, to affordable healthcare that we can't even conceive of it not being available, but... I mean, surely people are even just, like, even if it isn't a major thing, you surely would be wary about going to a hospital because they're full of, you know, they're treating people with COVID. Like, COVID will be around, those hospitals. Huh. And and if, if we've proven anything time and time again. It doesn't matter how good your quarantine facilities are. They're going to get breached somewhere. Like... Someone's gonna, you know, like forget to wash their hands or do something, and then next thing you know, the whole hospital's got it. You know.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, I, I somebody was having a go at that on on saying that. Oh well, if there's leaks from the hospital quarantine, then you know wh- why are we all so keen on there being essentially prison camps, being proper properly run quarantine facilities? <laughs> Which I mean, it's true. Like I'm, uh, hospitals are not purpose built for ho- for quarantine. So shouldn't no, there be no, no, actual no. quarantine facilities? And people, the re- retort to that is, yeah. oh yeah, you want more prison camps like the like like we're perfectly happy to put refugees in, yeah. <laughs> and and oh yeah, it's not even all that effective because there's still leaks from hospitals. But hang on, the quarantine within a hospital is not the same thing at all because that's there's doctors coming mm. in and out. There's a like quarantine is that's a trying to keep it out from a hospital, but it's still in a. Front, a busy thing mm. environment where there is movement, back. Yeah. but like they're not that's not the same as a yeah. quarantine facility where people are spending days
1: Spe- to, until specifically they're, there, yeah, and not coming in and out, like this, there's isolated that's the whole point of it, yeah.
0: Whereas yeah. Well, the hotel one doesn't work because people are getting infected in a hotel quarantine because hotels are not designed as quarantine mm. facilities, so that's the, no, the no. 14 day thing doesn't work because 14 days is assuming that. You've run out your 14 days from when you were last exposed. But then you get exposed in hotel mm-hmm. quarantine, and that 14 in, days starts afresh. There, yeah. And so, but we let people out after. Yeah. Qu- like, it is ridiculous to me that that is, yeah. we're still relying on that. And, and it's only now that sods are being turned on actual quarantine facilities. It's bananas. Yeah. But, and yet, have you noticed how so many otherwise lefties in New South Wales have, have bought on to the we've got to move on? line it's like is it something yeah. about new south wales that infects even lefties not covid but like the yeah. whole new south wales environment yeah. <laughs> like just what is yeah. happening there i don't it's bizarre there's different we we're, we're, we're getting
1: different state mindsets like there is the, the states are becoming more and more separated like each state i think has its own i mean especially like victoria like you guys after all the lockdowns and that there is going to be a collective mental you know, uh, impact that's just for Victoria, you know, like it's not going to, none of the rest of us are going to understand it. Like, and that's the thing, Sydney doesn't really understand it because it's never really fully been in there. So the fact that they've had, you know, like some uh, short term um, inconvenience now because then, you know, they're like, well, nah, okay, well, whatever. I don't, I don't like this at all. Let's just, uh, fuck it. Let's just rip it open. You know, like yeah. it's the same in Queensland. We've, we've, there's definitely <clears throat> that mindset now. And I mean, Queensland loves, you know. Traditionally, we love racism, so it's this this whole situation has given us a new excuse to find different people that we want kept out of the state. (laughs) This time, it's even the white ones, you know. Like (laughs) it's like no, oh, dirty Southerners, no, not on our borders. Sorry, no, thank you. Like, okay, uh, I've mentioned before on this podcast, my day job, I'm a property valuer, and I'm seeing a lot uh, like the property market's going crazy here. Like, people are spending big money on houses. Like, it's it's. It's insane, like how even the really affordable areas to buy in are now not affordable. No. Like, just you need you got you go, to be throwing half a million dollars to buy anything half decent at the moment, which is crazy in some of the areas where you used to be able to buy something for 300 grand or whatever. Now it's like, you know, it, it's, it's going crazy. You know, wang is but the same, it's big, ridiculous.
0: And, it, and it's, yeah. it's, it's entirely fixable, as we've talked about on the podcast. Yeah. Many, yeah. many times. It's just that yeah. neither, or well, the LNP, just like it. They're perfectly. It's a transfer of yeah. wealth from the poor to the rich. Yeah. It's creating a permanent landed class and permanent, um, yeah. you know, tenant class, and that. Look, all of their let's return to Dickensian times. Dreams are coming back. It's just it's everything they yeah. want, but and Labor is too gutless to <laughs> do anything about it. Let's let's get on to Albo, but
1: just quickly, I uh, just uh, finish
0: that. I'll finish the point. Sorry, I was uh, sorry. trying to make there. I sorry, the- that was a premature se- uh, segue. I, I just no, left you no, there. Hey, yeah, I'm no, sorry, I love it. It was
1: it's a it was, oh, look. You saw the opportunity. It was too tasty a segue hmm. to, to give up. I understand, but with the property market, like the the. The big thing I'm being told every day by real estate agents and, and the people b- like buying and selling in the market is, oh, what's driving it up is we've got all these people from uh, bloody Melbourne and New South Wales coming up and buying up everything so they can get out. Huh. Now, I'm not actually seeing that on the ground. Like, I'm not actually... Like, sometimes I'm seeing some contracts from out of state, but the most of them I'm seeing are just local people who are buying at inflated prices because they think they're competing... <laughs> With these these <laughs> ah. dirty bloody Southerners, or and it's like, man, it's yeah, it's and that's I think that's it's that's like our collective Queensland mindset now is going to be, don't you fucking New South Wales and uh, Victorians come up here in our like, don't you fuck our thing up? Like we're good, like we're empathetic, but at the same time, it's like stay the fuck out.
0: There's a mini version of that here in the country in Victoria too, because people they were like, ah, oh, filthy Melbournians yeah. are coming up, uh, and, and we've only been here for a year, so we're like. <laughs> Yeah, so those filthy billionaires going. Up. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> dirty city dwellers. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, a, it's terrible. <laughs> anyway, let, let's get on to the the, the the sad future for all the rest of us, and and let's let's get back to that because when we get to elbow. But before we get to Albo, I just wanted to. There's one other thing that we needed to mention while we're talking on on the difficulty um, <clears throat> that we're having with the the. Uh, Lockdowns and 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 oh, and the fact that New South Wales is just going to doom us all because they're determined to open up on Monday. Yeah. But, the, but did you, you saw, of course, that last weekend being Father's Day, Scummo did his, his flight across to Sydney oh. a, on the VIP jet and then yeah. and then back again. And and they're like, no, of course he has to be able to fly back to work. he only hang on. His his family could be in Canberra. They they're not in Canberra because he they, they yeah. preferred being in Sydney. No. But they like his family could be with him in Canberra. <laughs> And and then he it's did that. Like the, the Australian, tax yeah, well, yeah. that's right. He didn't pay for the VIP freaking jet for him to go. It's not no. like he was going to Sydney for a work thing. He went to Sydney no. for a family thing, and and did it at yeah. vast public expense rather than having his family yeah. live with him in Canberra because he doesn't want to have the, his family live with him in Canberra. He,
1: he he'd rather stay with. Do you know? Do you know that I, I heard this on? What was I watching on the ABC the other day? Him and Josh Friedenberg are housemates in Canberra. They what? they share a house in the lodge. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, th- I think I think Frydenberg stays in there with him, so that he's not. I'm alone. putting this
0: down as bizarre and, and unconfirmed and wild speculation because that sounds very odd. I need to see some evidence. It's so that.
1: weird. No, no, I swear to God, I swear. Well, I forget what I was talking about. But uh, was it? Someone was uh all right, you was you look the Guardian you look, I oh, Yeah i I've got to look that up You look that up but, while yeah, I'm ranting It's okay. definitely a thing Anyway Yeah
0: okay yeah, No That's right. <laughs> for sure the podcast He's just mainly me ranting I'm sorry That's alright
1: yeah That's why he doesn't want his family there They're going to spoil all the time That him and his little mate Josh have run around the house with no one's watching like, I don't know what they'd be doing But Very bizarre <laughs> Boys club <laughs> Just take the Hunting human beings or something.
0: I don't think he's a Sydney dickhead and he wants to have... They like the lifestyle in the rich parts of Sydney. Yeah. And, yeah, and he yeah. has to be in Canberra for work, but, but that doesn't mean he can't be based in Sydney, apparently. Everybody else needs to actually live in well, Canberra. But. Yeah, that probably makes more sense, but
1: it's less fun to speculate about.
0: <laughs> so he posted a weird photograph of, of him with, with his kids for father's Day, which was actually taken earlier <sighs> in the year at a, at a commemoration of some teenagers who died. And they were releasing doves. It's a very weird thing to post on Father's Day, um, but he also did his classic sneaky about it thing. Like, yeah. <clears throat> even if there was some, it was fine for him to be flying around, and we'd all understand him wanting to go and see his family. Yeah. Which, if it wasn't for the lockdowns and the fact that everybody else is restricted from travelling, there probably wouldn't have been the fuss yeah. about it. We're used to prime minister spending. No, yeah. You know. I mean, it's still hypocritical for him to spend so much money on a private jet to fly to sydney to see his family and come back again like yeah. you know that's that's more prime minister as master yeah. than prime minister as servant yeah. but anyway but it's the yeah. fact that he's doing it over while everybody else is restricted and can't see their families on Father's Day. And it's like yeah. it's an example of a leader who can't lead by example because he's not a leader. He's just a, I'm in it yeah. for what I can get, and F you all for yeah. for expecting anything more of me. Yeah. He, you know, I've set a very low bar for myself, and I, I intend to barely scrape over the top of that low bar. <laughs> but but the other part of it was that he was he also was cagey mm. about it and, and it had to be caught out in the same way, like his Hawaii trip um, during the bushfires. Yeah. He's really sneaky about it. Like, it's always got this stench of someone who knows he's doing the wrong thing and has to be caught. Yeah. Like, he can't be open about it. He's such a slithery little, slimy, scummy little...
1: Anyway. He's a grub. He really is. Like, he... See, that's it. He knows... Like, and it it shows you... Because he's so indignant when he gets called out on it. Yeah. Like, he has a press conference that he's so indignant about it all. But it shows you that he knows that it's wrong. Yeah. Because he's trying to cover it up. If he wasn't trying to cover up, if he was genuine about the, what, really, that? You mad about that? Oh, I just wanted to see my kids or whatever. There'd be no cover up. But he clearly knows that it's fucking
0: bad. Why are his movements not public anyway? Yeah, he should. He's, where the prime minister flies around on our do- on uh, time should basically be public knowledge anyway. Frankly, it shouldn't be a yeah a-
1: after the fact or something. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I can understand from like maybe not wanting to advertise where he's going ahead of time, so for security reasons. But at least after the fact, it sh- you know like you know within a day or so, it should be up or something.
0: I don't. Yeah, know. it shouldn't yeah. be something we have to catch um, him doing. It should be it, it should be all, all yeah. over transparent.
1: Yeah, and I think it's a really big deal that it, he's not in it with the rest of us, hmm. like. I think it really shows you just the sort of person he is, that he thinks he's above it all. And, you know, like, it's fine for everyone else in the country to suffer. Like, everybody has stories of, you know, like there's rallies on the other side of the country they want to see or, you know, dying relatives they have to stay with and so they can't stay with their partners. Everyone throughout the rest of the country has suffered and not gone months and years without seeing their family. And he can't go a weekend because he needs... Because he's so arrogant, and, and he needs his Father's Day weekend for them to tell him he's amazing. Actually, you know, like oh, he's a great dad. Actually,
0: you know what? I'm I'm, I'm going to be slightly fairer to Scummo. Oof. um, and not in an Anthony Albanese way, where Anthony's like, we're, we're going to get onto the a, a, the ALP right. in a sec.
1: That's it, Jeremy. I'm starting.
0: I'm starting an even more left wing podcast now. I'm outraged. <laughs> I haven't said it yet. <laughs> hey, you <on>. abandoned us. <laughs> no, no. All
1: right, okay. I <laughs> was
0: saying that the problem with Scummo is that he won't lead mm. by example. Yeah, but that's probably not right. He is leading by example. His example is to all of the dickheads like him yeah. who are selfish assholes who don't give a shit about anybody else around them.
2: Uh, yeah. He doesn't
0: actually believe in the idea of the cl- the rest of us sacrificing personal comforts no. to preserve life of other people. He doesn't believe in that. And where he can't override the premiers, because mm. the premiers are determined to try and save lives. Yeah. He's leading by example by undermining the public health message because he doesn't believe in the public health message. Yeah. And as far as he's concerned, the public health message is some kind of weird socialist commo thing, where it harms mm-hmm. businesses. I notice that all of the assistance,
2: mm-hmm.
0: when the lockdowns happened, even when when he it happened to Sydney, when it happened to yeah. Victoria, he's like, that's their freaking problem.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> when it happened to Sydney, he brought back JobKeeper to an extent. Well, brought back some supports, but again, only for like if you're on on yeah. Job Seeker get nothing. nothing you only get it. benefits you get more there's three tiers now you're on job seeker because you lost your job before the most recent pandemic yeah if you lo- we're on it did have an income but it was at a low lower number of hours you get ha- a smaller rate and then a smaller ex- excess amount and and if you've lost lots of hours then you're on a slightly higher rate so we've got a three-tier yeah. social security system now <clears throat> which again punishes you if you're already worse off because you know as he says, you know, if you if you what is it, if, you've got to, if you have a, have if, go, if, you're, have if you have a go, a go by a go. which he means, if you're, which you're, which only means, he doesn't actually mean if you have a go, because because as we all know, yeah. people who are in poverty having many goes and yeah, working freaking day. hard. Yeah. we know we're not a meritocracy, and wealth no. is not commensurate with effort. No. Um, and and I'd say that there are a lot of people working a lot harder than Scummo earning a lot less. Yeah. Anyway, his rhetoric, what he when he says if you have a go, what he means is if you've got, then we'll give you stuff. Yeah, we'll keep giving. If You haven't. We won't. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> so w- when he's demonstrating that he-, he will put himself and his own personal interests ahead of everyone else, yeah. maybe he is leading by example. He's yeah. sending a message to everybody else: ignore yeah. if you can get around. And keep in mind that a lot of the restrictions rely on people doing the right thing. We're not they're, yeah. like <clears throat> they're not super tightly policed, except in poor areas of Sydney where yeah. they're very tightly yeah. policed. Yep. But generally, it's you-, you can get away with bad faith exemptions and getting mm. around the rules yeah. and you probably won't get caught. I
1: never thought that dobbing and snitching was part of the Australian character.
0: And what Scumbo is saying is, do it. Go ahead. Yeah, Do it. Fuck him. Yeah. I, I, I actually am perfectly fine with the public health message being undermined. In fact, the more that we lose mm. control of COVID, the easier it is for me to argue that we should just give up. Just give and up. And reopen for business. And just open everything. Because because that's is, all I give a shit about.
1: Yep. And again, proving that again with, with the way all the, all the excess job keeper payouts, have played out, like the fact that they yeah. didn't even consider putting in provisions into that legislation for uh, for clawbacks uh, of, of that money, uh, of the JobKeeper money, but they made sure they nailed it down on, you know, the individual re- re- JobKeeper and JobKeeper oh, yeah. recipients. Like, they definitely remembered it then. They're
0: chasing them. But they forgot. They're chasing them for a 1000 bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harvey Norman has $22 yeah. million mm. and eventually gets shamed into giving back six of it. Yeah. But meanwhile, they had to, but the government wasn't doing anything about that. And mm. meanwhile... Yeah, Centrelink is chasing people who who may have got $1,000 that they might not have been entitled to. Yeah. Jesus. Yep, they remembered it then. <laughs> Whenever you listen to yeah. even the ABC talking about the supports that we're going to get during this crisis, yes. they're all about business. Yep. What supports a business going to get? Here's a small business owner who wants things. Yep. What about, you know, it's always about business. What about rent relief yep. for business? Yep. Nothing for ordinary people. Like, it's all. it's always this... Two steps removed thing where the, the, the line is, mm. ah, well, businesses provide employment mm. and, and therefore it really helps people. You know, you give money to business yeah. and it trickles down yeah. to ordinary people. Fuck you. It doesn't. Yeah, it, doesn't. it trickles <laughs> up to the people who've got the most. Yeah, there is, a, the, What benefits people is direct support. Yeah, absolutely. And we're not doing any of that. Social security remains halved. The mm-hmm. ALP has given up on it. So let's let's go to Albo, which mm-hmm. is what I've been trying to segue yep, through for a sorry. while. Yep. So Albo's basically gone in relation to Scummo's weekend away. Nah, I don't think we should be having a go at him. And Shorten had a, had a go, yeah. and and, and Albo's like, <clears throat> how dare you? And then I see I see today that Vicky Campion, Barnaby Joyce's wife, is like, how dare the ALP? Like, he's the lowest of the low attacking Scott Morrison because he wants to spend time with his kids. Like, <laughs> wow, Vic, Vicky Campion, <laughs> like Barnaby's wife, former mistress, yeah. talking about the the importance of spending time with your kids. That's a that's that's one. Anyway, his kids. Um, and also me. Yeah. And and she and Alba, of course, missing the point. Like, it's not about... We don't have... We're not saying that it's wrong for Scummo to want to spend time with his kids. Mm. We're saying that it's wrong for him to... A, be sneaky about it. B, flagrantly use the power that he has, mm. the privileges he have, to override, to get past the restrictions yeah. that apply to the rest of us. Yep. And thirdly, stop being a sneaky bastard. Yep. And then and Albo doesn't get it. He's, he runs the same line as Vicky Capman, mm-hmm. because what the hell is the point of Albo? Mm. So we've been talking about... Sorry about this rant. I'm trying no, to no, all some threads together here.
1: Get it. There's, there's, it, it. It all does tie together pretty neatly. But yeah, sorry, continue. Well, so
0: you're talking about how house prices have skyrocketed. Mm. As we've talked about, know, a quick procy for anybody who's mm. picked this to be the first time they listen to Well May We Say... But the housing affordability crisis is 100% due to flooding the market with investors Mm, due to the policy settings that Howard changed Mm -hmm. and shitty rental protections. Mm -hmm. So breaking it down very quickly, negative gearing already existed, but Howard halves capital gains tax. So what that means is that house prices have now detached from wages completely Mm -hmm. because any losses that investors get from mm. renters because the renters they yeah. keep squeezing renters, yeah. but the point at which renters can't pay any more because you know there's only so much that people have in wages can't be
1: squeezed. <laughs>
0: All the rest of the losses that they get are subsidized by the taxpayer yeah. through negative gearing. We pay their every bit that they lose,
1: yeah.
0: we subsidize. So they can't lose
1: yeah.
0: as long as they're on a high enough income that they've got a tax bill to reduce. Yeah. Which is another reason why negative gearing benefits the rich and yeah. this bullshit wherever they defend, whenever they defend negative gearing, they're like but people on negative gearing have taxable incomes. Many of them under eighty thousand. It's <laughs> like yes, after they used yeah, tax- yeah. negative gearing to reduce their real incomes, yeah, yeah. like their real incomes are much more than that. Yep. That's what negative gearing does. <laughs> yeah. And the capital gains tax being halved means that what they re- they don't really care about losses from rent. They mm. can have complete losses from the, uh, the income- rental income because the real thing that they're gaining is the capital gain, yeah. which is only taxed half thanks to what John Howard changed mm. in- when in-, in the middle of his term. Yeah. And that's what set it off. He, he halves capital gains. And combined with negative gearing and the fact that he also chucked in some first home buyer grants Mm -hmm. at the time, which also inflated house prices, created this vicious spiral where you put money in, investors Mm -hmm. put money into the housing market, it pushes up prices. Other people who haven't put their investment money in go, why am I putting money in the bank? Why am I putting money in shares? I should put it in housing. They put money in. And everybody who hasn't put money in goes, shit, I'm I'm missing out. Put more money in, pushes up prices more, gets more people in. You've created this perfect storm of inflating housing prices, Mm -hmm. and it's never going to be reined in until negative gearing stops applying to investment properties, yep. capital gains is returned. To, it makes no sense. The yep. Capital gains is the tax you pay on income from owning shit, not yep. working. You and I work. We pay tax on our income. Mm-hmm. The labor, the thing that tax is not, you know, are not supposed to disincentivize yeah. labor through high taxes, but we yeah. could certainly disincentivize owning shit. Mm-hmm. Like, so what? If we didn't have capital gains tax concessions, what would happen? The investors would sell off? Yep. Fucking great. Yeah, Take that yeah, money out good. of housing.
1: Yeah. That's it, and even now with just with the latest round of builders' grants, like everyone's saying, "Oh, we need more affordable housing. We need more affordable housing." Even with the building costs now, because that's so busy, because that's also been inflated to get trades, and the cost of supplies and labour has skyrocketed as well lately. So now, like the argument that we need to build more houses then like even building a house is not affordable now. So uh, buy an existing stock and and competing with investors for that. Even just building it, like going, all right, well, fuck it. I'll move to the bush and build my own house. You're now competing with all the other people building and it's, It's so expensive at the moment. You can't, like, in here, you can't get anyone to start building something until, uh, you know, first quarter next year. Like, that's how crazy it is at the moment. So, even
0: that's like, there's. And that's because housing is an investment vehicle. Mm. The housing market is flooded with investment money. Why put money in shares, banks, Anything else, you'd be insane to. Put it in housing. It's a permanent inflating thing until the government comes in and they need to start reining in the concession. So get rid of negative gearing for investment properties for existing stock. So Mm. do that first. They need to do it slowly so it slows down. And then you need to do stuff to increase wages. For example, restoring the social safety net Mm. to at least the poverty line. And any business who's like, But that's more than we pay our staff. You're paying your full-time staff less than the poverty line. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Somebody who's working full-time should be getting more than the poverty line. They're very good at getting workers to be like, oh, fucking hell, why? I don't want to have social security being more than I'm earning. Because you're ignoring the fact that by increasing social security, (laughs) your employer will have to pay you more. (laughs) Like, wages are kept low by virtue of there being no No social safety safety net. net.
1: Yeah, of of you being worse off. And we Mm. had
0: it. Mm -hmm. We had a social safety net that was a poverty line earlier this year, and then Scummo halved it. And we've just gone, okay. And guess what? That saved our economy. Right, that saved the
1: that floated the economy. That's
0: right. Yeah. And this time we're not doing it and it's it's much worse for everybody. And also people are finding it harder to stay home mm-hmm. because the support isn't there. Yeah. And we're like, Oh, why is it not working this time? Because the thing that worked you're not doing. Yeah. Yeah. They they've missed the point. Anyway, the other the other thing with housing we need to do Massively improve renter's rights. So yeah. get rid of no reason evictions yeah. immediately. In fact, go one step past that. Make it that if, if a landlord wants to kick a tenant out, they have to pay the renter's moving costs. Yeah. Why the frick should the renter have to find it just because the landlord decides yeah. that they want to make some more money? Anything other than serious
1: damage. Yeah. I was going to say, especially when if you're the tenant and you want to leave early... You have to pay an additional weeks' rent or whatever to cover them having to remarket the house. Like well, the tenants have to yeah. pay it if you if the, yeah it's it's insane that that doesn't that it doesn't work both well, ways. If the
0: tenant ends it, mm. if the tenant ends it, you have to find money for the move. Yeah. Well, if the landlord ends it, they should make fund you moving. Why yeah. this thing where they only give you a twelve month lease and then tenants have to move from house to house, finding a couple of thousand dollars each time for for moving plus a couple of thousand dollars for bonds? Mm-hmm. Like the poorest people in the country are being forced to constantly find money to, in order to save the give the landlords the opportunity to kick someone out and chuck it, put somebody in yeah. for a higher rent. That has to end. Yeah. So again, any of the landlords who say, "Oh, fuck it, I'll sell off," great, that's an it. added yeah. bonus. Yeah, that is that is a feature, not, not a, a bug. bug. Yep. and again. Again, they still are running, and, and it is staggering to me they can say this in public without being laughed out of the room. They keep saying, well, if we sell up, you're going to find that rents go up because there's going to be fewer rental properties. No, dickhead. You're either going to sell it to a landlord, yeah. in which case it'll be the same number, yeah. or you're going to sell it to somebody who would otherwise have been forced to rent. Yeah. Either way, it cancels out. Yeah. It is not the, What's really happening is that the money's coming out of the market. And it's pretty insane to think that if you take money out of market, prices will go up. That's not yeah. how markets work.
1: <laughs> it's an argument for everything. And I am getting – I think the thing that's depressing me the most about listening to the news or politics or anything at the moment is just how they can just say – like, literally just say whatever now. They can just use whatever weird circular argument they want for anything. And then, you know, like Frydenberg's talking um, on The Guardian podcast to – uh, Catherine Murphy about, yeah, about the clawbacks or whatever for the um, job-seeker money or job-keeper money. And, you know, he, he just gives this ridiculous argument about, oh, well, you know, that's not really fair. Like, to you can't retrospectively change a law. Or, like, all well, this bullshit. And, and then it's just kind of like, all right, well, even though it doesn't make sense and it's incorrect and it's complete bullshit, that's just the accepted answer and everyone just moves on. So, they, like, time and time yeah. again, they're getting away. And then everybody who hears that just goes, look like, you know, you tell someone that and they're like oh, well, that's politics for you. That's, oh, well, you know, what can you do about it? It's like, we need to do something because I'm really getting sick of just politicians and stuff being able to just go, oh, well, that's this is my answer. Fuck whether it's true or correct. Like, this is just the answer I'm giving you. So everyone just go, and then everyone just has to cop it. Like it, And it just, they get away
0: with it, time and time again. And and there's no context. Yeah, yep. There's no context to it. So, like, when, like, they'll talk, it's like they're, even the ABC will be, and that's the Guardian, but even the ABC will be like, when you're talking about, as I was saying, mm. people struggling and, and the difficulties that people are having in lockdown, they'll only, only talk about the on the line that the government wants them to be talking about, which is uh, what assistance is going to businesses. There's not even, they don't even think for a second about, I, I've never heard it since this whole yeah. fifth wave, whichever wave we're in, the, the yeah. New South Wales wave. I've not heard anyone in the ABC say, you know, we had Social Security set at the poverty line last time. Why don't we do that again? Yeah. Wouldn't that work? Like, they've never seen them ask Frydenberg, hang on, wasn't that working at helping people be able to, A, keep funding mm. business? you know, did help funded businesses, yeah. which is what you're worried about, but B, help people stay at home and help people. You're worried about people's mental health. You know what doesn't help improve people's mental health? Halving their support to the half the poverty line. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like. Yep. And rental relief, feeling that they fearing they're going to be evicted. Well, there's no the rental relief is only for commercial tenants. It's just mm. and meanwhile, back to Albo, Albo's given up. So, yeah. in, in in weeks where we were getting a whole lot of announcements about how the um, housing market was getting worse and worse and worse. Sorry, in terms of the Liberals' mm-hmm. mindset, better and better and better for the rich, yeah. but more and more unaffordable. The ALP was like. Nah, we're not going to do anything about negative gearing. We're not going to do anything yeah. about capital gains tax. We're not going to do any. We're giving up on all of that because it it's too hard to argue. Yeah. It's just, it's too Nick. It's just too hard to argue yeah. to the majority of people in Australia who don't benefit from housing being unaffordable. <laughs> it's just too hard to argue to them why yeah. that's a bad thing yeah. and how we can do better. And then they also decided they were going to give up on the um, stage three tax cuts. Yeah. So <laughs> it is staggering to me that the ALP is like, "Nah, we we can't argue. We can't win an argument." That rich people shouldn't get bigger tax cuts yeah. <laughs> funded by the rest of us. God like, damn. Yeah. like that money's coming from somewhere. Yeah. How is it that you, the ALP, can't run that argument and win it? And the fact that you didn't win it at the last election doesn't mean that your argument. That doesn't wrong. mean that you shouldn't yeah. have been running that yeah, argument. Yeah. It just means you need to do a better freaking job of running it. You need to, you if need you fail to, failed run we, yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. I, I, I can't think of the analogy, but it's basically like their their idea is if we if we're doing a thing that is easy and we fail. I guess we should just, just that's give it. up entirely rather than trying to... Well, they're not... Trying to they're currently... Yeah, he's, resign out of politics. Yeah, they're not in opposition at the moment. Like, they're just
1: okaying everything. And I don't understand how they can't see that that is a massive losing strategy. People are not going to reward them for being civil throughout all this. People are going to be looking at, you know, who's done what... And at least, you know, like, even though this government, everything they've done is a fuck-up all the way through, but them going, oh, no, it's all fine, and elbow just going, yeah, you know what, they're, they're kind of doing okay, then they don't give people an opposite vision of, of how things could have been, how things could have been done better, and, and how it could have been managed better. And so they are just going to vote the Liberals back in. Like, I don't know how Albo doesn't, know that this is such, like, the biggest loser strategy ever. Well, they think they, can, right.
0: they, they think that, that Scamo can fuck it up to the point where people just vote against him, and it's a small target thing. Yeah. But, A, it's it's a massive waste of an opportunity, because people need hope. We need it. People mm. are struggling. Their yeah. wages are flat. People are unable to afford things. Housing is ludicrously unaffordable, and that is affecting more and more people. Mm-hmm. You have this miserable situation where you could be giving people hope and and, and and showing them the way out of this. And instead, you're trying to sit, sit small and Say you do scrape through Albo. Say mm. you you know, Scummo screws it up to the point where Albo scr- scrapes through, he then can't do anything. Yep. He doesn't have a mandate to do any of the stuff because he promised he won't. Yeah. <laughs> and not only that, but he won't be able to tackle any of the problems he does face. So he's even if he does become Prime Minister, yeah. he'll fuck it up and lose very shortly. Yeah. Because the Liberals have gutted revenue. Yeah. They have gutted your ability to do anything. Yeah. So you're not gonna be able to fix any problems, mm. even if you do scrape through. Because they've tie- they're tying your future hands right now. They don't care about tying their hands right now because their attitude is that you sh- the government shouldn't do anything. Yeah. They don't give a shit about the people yeah. being left behind. But if you do give a shit, which I know you don't, yeah. but if you did give a shit, you would notice that they are fucking your future ability to do anything about yeah. it. You have to stand up now or you won't ever be able to do anything. Yeah, there's no coming back. And that fucks all of us. Yep. We're all fucked. If you don't fix housing, we're all fucked. If you don't <laughs> fix wages and, and social security, we're all fucked. Like, these are real problems. Yep. And you're ruling out doing anything about them. What is the point of you? Can you get out of the way and let somebody yeah. in who will do something mm-hmm.
1: about it? Yeah, someone who just wants to do anything. Yeah. Even, like, yeah, I, I think i will bring this up like literally on every, every time I've been on this. But it just, it's why they keep, you know, like, you just look at the way Abbott just was a bulldog and just, Opposed everything Whether it was right or, or not And when people were You know like frustrated About the way things were They go alright Well this guy keeps saying That everything they're doing is fucked well, let's, go, let's give him a run You know like that's what changed it, it You know like I don't understand how they're not There's so much That they could be jumping on Just hammering away Like It's the perfect time to pile on Because people do get shitty About the stuff that Liberal government's doing Like you know Talking to people around Everyone Like the, the Father's Day thing That pisses people off but it'll get forgotten in the grand scheme of things because Alba was like, oh, yeah, I like, my ki- I like seeing my kids too. No big deal, whatever. You know, whereas if he was dunking on it, he could really ride that out and fire people up. People lose the energy to be mad and they just go, what are you going to do? But, you know, if you fired him up, if you were a little bit inspiring, you know, if you had some other vision, uh, like, yeah, it could be, yeah. It, yeah I am I,
0: I hear you. And, and it is frustrating that he can't even do, mm. do the, the Abbott thing and, and run an opposition. Now, yeah. I, don't, I don't actually want him to that's yeah. not actually what i want him to do what i want him to do is argue why yeah. a progressive policy platform is better for the rest of us and persuade people run yeah. this relentlessly as to yeah. why it's better for us you know you're a worker and you don't like the idea of, of, of having to fund your through your taxes the poor people getting more money no, no let me explain to you why a social safety net improves your bargaining yeah. power with your employer yeah. and improves your wages yeah. let me let me explain to you how, how you know it gives you some security or housing, like the idea, people don't want to have their kids living at their houses. You know, people who, who are affected directly, like, surely we've all noticed how terrible housing is, and, and it's a real problem for all of us. And a, and a party that's actually going to do something about that mm. should be able to win votes. But also, even the people who don't give a damn because they've got their houses, well, hang on, do you want your kids living with you forever? Yeah. Like, do you want your children to have... Do you want to have a situation where the only way that your kids can have a house is if you give it to them? Yeah. Do you want a situation where the only people in the next generation who own houses are those whose parents gave them a house? Mm. Or do you want to have a... If you're a, you know, I believe that people should be able to, you know, work and save and buy a house, well, then maybe we should restore that because that used to be a thing you could yeah. do and it isn't anymore. Yeah. Surely the ALP should be able to win that argument. And the idea that they can't... That they're too gutless to do it is infuriating. I mean, well, I see that um, Adam Bant's like... This is going the other way Bant's argument pitch this week was uh, Well we the Greens What we're going to do Is we're going to tax the billionaires mm-hmm. They're scumbags They're not paying enough tax And we're going to go after them Now that's not necessarily An unpopular thing to argue mm. But I don't think that it is the winner That he thinks it is no. Because I don't think people vote On the vague prospect of Oh you'll try and whack the billionaires Because A I don't think anybody really believes that it'll succeed mm. Like just they'll, they'll, yeah. they'll find a way to snake out of yeah. it Always do. Yeah. And B, some money goes in, it's hard to evaluate what that actually means to me. I would have said, thought that the stronger pitch for the Greens would be to say, we're going to go to the the election, um, election campaigning mm. to make housing more affordable and to restore the social safety net. Yeah. And those are our two things. Those are the things that we need that we that, that are vital for Australia right now. I mean, sorry, the Greens probably would also be like action on climate change. Yeah. But we can take that as red with the Greens. Yeah. But in terms of specific things that they could require from Labor yeah. in order to form a minority government, restoring the social safety net and restoring the housing affordability yeah. with those specific policies that we're talking about, I would have thought that's a stronger pitch. And mm. it's also a strong pitch because what's Labor going to do? Turn around and say, no, we're not going to do that. We'd rather be in opposition or we'd rather send everybody back to another election than restore the social safety net to the poverty line. Yeah. The point of having that as your central argument, central pitch, is that you can work at undoing the innate hostility people have towards a decent social safety net. Ah, bludgers, dull bludgers, hate dull bludgers. You can be arguing hang on, first of all, nobody in Australia should be starving. Mm. No kids in Australia should be starving. But secondly, that's how they're keeping your wages low. Yeah. That's how they're keeping your wages low. Have that as your actual campaign until it sinks in and people go, oh, shit, yeah. Actually, if people on Social Security are doing, are on the poverty line, mm. then my employer will have to pay me more. Yep. And there's not an employee in the
1: country that doesn't think they should be getting paid more right now. It doesn't, doesn't feel like they're getting yeah. stiffed. Yep. Absolutely.
0: I, I would have thought that's a stronger a stronger pitch. yeah.
1: Uh yeah, look, I I agree that that's a, a a much stronger view to be prosecuting for them. I think that it's a better chance. I, I do think that there's just saying blankly tax the billionaires. I I would like that to work, but it doesn't seem to. People seem to still be under the impression that one day we'll all be bill- You know, that they might be a billionaire and they don't want anyone come to take their money off them. So I don't know, like that that doesn't seem to fly. I wish it did, but I I still think that there's an argument to be made where, especially you know, with the job seeker thing, with Jer- you know, the Jerry Harvey example. Um, you know, I think there's a there's a gap in there. I don't think people realise just how much money, like how big a chunk of money that was that was just pissed up a wall, that was just given to companies that were already making profits, like just how obscene it was. Mm. I think that they could be doing a bit... Like, I think that there's something there. It's like... You, you know, I think there, there's a way to, to get people to grip onto that. Oh, yeah. And um, for that to be effective as well. Yeah, because that's what they could have done with
0: that money instead. Yeah, you, is t- like, is huge. you could specifically have a policy that we will pass legislation to require every business that had a profit mm-hmm. and claimed JobKeeper to pay that JobKeeper back. Yep. To pay it back, you could you could have that as a policy, yeah. and yes, it's retrospective. But so freaking what? They got yeah. that money; they didn't they do need it all the time. Give it back, <laughs> yeah. public money.
1: Yep, yep. And it's a yeah. huge amount of like it's it's not just a little bit; it's a massive chunk. And if you know, it's all about budget, bottom line, and whatever else. And you know, not not you know, busting out the um, the deficit anymore. Um, that's a huge chunk of money that could have done so much. Like that amount of money could have um, increased the social safety net uh, to, to above the poverty line again. Like we, we you know, like that. that that oh. money could have done that. Time over. like. And
0: that, In relation to that too, whenever anybody's like... So this is the other thing. Actually, before yeah. I get to another point I want to make. <laughs> I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. It is infuriating to me that progressive parties in Australia are really bad at dealing with the ratchet. We've talked about the ratchet mm. before. So yeah. the Liberals are always about, yeah. now we'll give tax... We've got some money. Yeah. I mean, even though this year, when they gave the billions to, uh, in tax cuts to the rich, they didn't have money. They were already in deficit yeah. anyway. But they, they still give money away. They're just mm. like, here, we're just going to give this money away. So... They're always good at giving the money away and then coming back now and being like, oh, we're going to have to, you know, cut social security, and we're going to have mm. to raise or what's being floated now is we we'll have to raise the GST because so that's the one that they they would quite they don't mind the GST because it hits mm. the poor people. Yeah. So that ratchet is always happening. It's always like tax cuts when there's money, service cuts when there isn't. Yeah. It's always in that direction. <laughs> yeah, and progressive parties are being have been letting that happen for a long time and very mm. bad at winding it back. Mm. But it shouldn't be that hard. No. So. When the Liberals are announcing that they're going to spend $200 billion on tax cuts for the rich, Mm. that is when the ALP and the Greens should say, nope, we're going to restore social security to the poverty line. Mm. Or, no, we're going to make sure that Medicare applies for dental, for everyone. Why why is dental not part of Medicare? My teeth are part of my body. Why is yep. it not part of Medicare? Why is this one no weird
1: exclusion? Yeah, Sorry, yep, uh, we're going to cover everything on your hospital bill except for your fingers and toes. You lose any fingers and toes, you're on your own. Sorry. Yeah.
0: Bizarre. Yep. So whenever the Liberals announce a tax cut, that is when you announce that you're going to bring back one of these big public spending things that we need, that mm-hmm. you know that we need, yep. like dental and Medicare or restoring yep. the social safety net. What you could do with the money instead. Yeah. So they can't at that point argue because their attack when you announce those things is, oh, how are we going to pay for it? And your attack at that point is by not doing the tax cut, they can't run that attack yeah. because it's obvious how you would fund it by not doing that thing. By not giving a bunch of money away, yeah. And it, whereas just going, "Oh no, we oppose, oppose giving money to the rich," doesn't really appeal to people. It doesn't. It's got a minor, you know, we like the, you know, we don't, you know, we resent giving money to the rich, but it's not, it's not a real sticking thing. Mm. But if you put it in terms of you could have dental, that's the thing yeah. that sticks in people's heads. Yeah. And the same thing in reverse. When they go to t- to cut services, mm. so when they say, well, "I'm sorry, but we're going to have to," mm. I don't know, halve the social security or whatever. Mm. It is. When they're talking about when they're doing their service cuts, that's when you announce that you're going to restore tax rates. That's yeah. when you do your. We're, yeah. we're going to have a, a resources super profits tax, or we're going yeah. to restore the so the tax rates to what they were in 2004, which would fund. Pretty much anything and yeah. get rid of the deficit. We don't even have <laughs> yeah. to go back. We don't have to go back to like the 1960s where tax rates were really high. Yeah. And I love the idea that the 50s and 60s were these you know, on time before communism took over. <laughs> you look at the tax rates back in the 60s. Yeah. They were a lot higher than they are today. Yeah. Anyway, we can just go back to 2004 before, before Latham and, and Howard yeah. were, were, were leaders. Of the, and when Howard got those, put those tax cuts through and Labour sort of waved them through, mm-hmm. those tax cuts in 2004, we went back to those tax rates. Even if you adjust them for, C, for CPI, so yep. you adjust the tax brackets yep. you just go back to those tax rates. We would be hundreds of billions of dollars better off and we would be able to yeah. afford all these things. But again, you announce your tax when the other side's announcing service cuts. You mm-hmm. announce your spending when the other side's doing tax cuts. Mm. It's, re- it's not rocket science and no. yet they never do it. And it is infuriating to me. That- Give them an opposition. Yeah. Is anybody here listening to yeah. this podcast connected with one of these parties? Can you not have those things ready to go? So, yeah. like, just know that at some point the Libs will announce tax cuts. Yeah. That's when you have your spending policy yeah. ready to go.
2: Yeah,
0: And, you know, at some point they're going to announce service cuts. That's when you have your, your tax policy ready to yeah. go. Just, 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 it's really easy because that way it's always in terms of, as we were saying, mm. well, actually, it's in terms of, What people are receiving at the at the end, so Mm -mm. theirs is always about how we give money back on the tax end. Yeah, our version is on what the benefits are on the service end, and we're always letting it be framed their way. Whereas if we're talking about instead of the tax cut, which is Mm. goes off, which is a vague thing, you could have this thing, this dental. Yep. And instead of instead of a cut, which will hurt you personally, it can be a tax that, that applies. To third parties yeah that way we're always we're focusing on the servicing and that was my other thing that i wanted to have a, a brief rant about rat number two <laughs> have you noticed that whenever they announce a spending thing so whenever the libs are under pressure for you know the the, the paltry state of aged care or whatever they'll yeah. come out and they'll be like we're spending this many hundred million dollars on this yeah over 10 so there's a bunch of fudges here that they never get called on first of all just in terms of the money Which is not the main point that I'm making, but I'll I'll just get to it. Which is, it's it's you look at the over what period? So it'd be like seven hundred million dollars over ten years or something. So why over ten years? Like, hang on. Yeah, it's never compared with the previous amount. Or if they say there's an amount more, you never know what the raw numbers are. So you don't know if you know if they say seventy million dollars more, like out of how much on this thing? Like what percentage increase is that? And is that an increase when you take into account population growth and CPI, or is it just you've just increased it enough that the amount of money <laughs> per person is effectively the same. Yeah. So though the time period, the amount per person that you never get asked, they never get held on those. No. But more importantly, and particularly when they're so good at when they spend money, it being eaten up by middle parties like middlemen. You know, yeah. the job network <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Like middlemen. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. There's always more executives that need bonuses, Jeremy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So there's no incentive on them because the the headline amount they are always frame it in terms of the cost to the budget. We're, always, we're never looking at the benefit it's just mm. shut up about this issue we've put money into it yeah that's the extent to which we look at the benefit it's always vague the benefits are always yeah. poorly defined yeah and the cost is the thing that you that is very clearly defined because in their mindset and what they want you to be thinking about is this spending it's spending and it's hard yeah. and it's costly and it's coming from you yep. and it's never the other end which is what we are actually doing Getting. is providing this many mm. you know this is how your access to NDIS mm. people will improve, or this mm. is how your the money that you'll be able to get at Medicare will improve. The, 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 yeah. the, the, we'll be getting rid of a, a gap there. We'll be covering dental, or we'll be yeah. restoring social security. So the amount you'll, that people will getting it at the other end. Yeah.
1: So, you'll be able to afford rent and groceries and not have to choose between the two. Yeah, yeah.
0: and if you're alert to it, you'll hear <laughs> yeah. this. Every time they announce something, it's always about the cost end mm. and never about the benefit end, mm. which is how they want to frame it, Yeah, but it's something that we should demand better from, and we should be pressuring journos to put pressure on them. So what does that mean for people at the end? What mm-hmm. does that mean on the on the ground? Yeah. What what is a person in an aged care facility? How is their their situation going to improve yeah. in concrete terms? Yeah. Hold them to the fire on that. Mm-hmm. That's what's important.
1: Yeah. Anyway, that, that's a great no it's a great point because it is it's how they get again, it's another example of how they get away with you know, all these bullshit circular arguments and things that go nowhere because they don't They they never actually have to talk about the end result. They just go, oh, this is what it's costing. It's too much. You know, we've got to worry about the budget, blah, 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 bottom line. Whereas if you, you know, you actually force them to go what's the actual material change to somebody's day to day life like wh- where does that end up they never have an answer for that uh, often because you know for the liberals it's not it's not a it's, it doesn't it, it, you know like it doesn't make them look good it doesn't help their argument so they just make a bullshit argument and, and just go oh well shrug their shoulders and everyone just walks away whereas yeah like you say if it was actually like they don't want
0: examples of the government helping people because that's <laughs> the opposite of what they, they, no, they yeah. politically believe they believe yeah. government can't help people and shouldn't help people but labour should do better at this mm. Labour should be like, this is what the benefit is to people on the ground. Mm. And the journals should be holding the Liberals to account mm. on it, but yeah. they don't. Because what does Labour actually like? It's
1: like, yeah, we know what the Liberals believe in at the moment. We know what their aim is. What does Labour believe at the moment? Like, they're not. Like, what are they actually fighting for right now? They're not doing anything. They're not. They're not giving us. There's no alternate view either. Like, as much as this government's doing nothing. But that's what they want to do. Like, that's their aim is to do
0: nothing. They don't want, They don't like government. Whereas, that's right. you know, <laughs> the government is terrible. Let us be in government, and we will demonstrate to you yeah. how terrible yeah. government can be. Yeah, I mean,
1: it, it is. It is. That's the same argument as when they, you know, they cut the funding or whatever to send a link, and, and or, you know, send a link, and then go see. Uh, you know the services aren't working. Guess uh, we got to cut the safety net more. You know it's that same sort of double double standard. Where it's like government doesn't work. Oh, so. schools
0: and health, yeah. education and health. They like you 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 cut you run down the public health system and the public education system, and you're like, look how bad government is at providing those services because yeah. you don't fund them properly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like everything, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's how they get away with it. Don't yeah, it's outrageous. It's insane. I'm very depressed. It's all upsetting.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a bit sad that we don't have anything to hope for. From if Albo gets over the line, he's not going to do anything about the big yeah. problems that are screwing us all. No. So no. And, and, and any ALP people who are like, no, no, wait till they get in government and then they'll do it. And you're like, no, they won't. No, they we, won't. Like, yeah. that fairy... I don't believe in Father Christmas, yeah. the tooth fairy, <laughs> cops mm-hmm. as heroic people who we should trust, yeah. or that the ALP will become progressive in government. These are fairy stories that don't yeah. come true. They never come true. I'm through. an adult. I know yeah. that they are fictions. Yep, yep, I just, that's it. If, it's not... Yeah, it's... I just. Yeah, they've got to
1: do better, but they don't seem to care. Like, I don't know. I don't think they want to win. I don't think they want to be in government right now. I think maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe look, honestly, maybe that's the answer. You know, it's a pandemic. Things are fucked. It's a lot. It's really hard. It'd be really hard to, to govern at the moment. Like, there's a lot to juggle. So maybe they're just like, you know what? Let's just sit this one out. <laughs> Let's just tank this one and we'll come back. We'll come back in six years' time when it's a bit better. You know, like, well, yeah, and we can blame them for everything. Let me say something on that.
0: Because mm. it is, a, an, an, you know, a, a, an axiom that the people who want to be in, in government, anybody who wants to be a ruler should not be a ruler. Mm. And, you know, it, you know the, worst, the worst kids are the ones who are like, oh, I'm going to be prime minister one day.
1: Yeah. You know, th- th-
0: those people are psychopaths yeah. uh, Unfortunately when I was a kid I, w- I wanted to be a Prime Minister one day too That was because I was a poorly socialised Private school kid With delusions of grandeur And, and you know Easily bullied and, and thought that one day One day I might not be bullied If I was Prime Minister I wouldn't be bullied It'd be great Anyway I'd get, I'd get to do the bullying <laughs> No I wasn't thinking that I was thinking that it'd be I'm not. I'm not a <laughs> terrible know. person. I like I to know. think. Anyway, I am. But <laughs> on the other hand, <laughs> since the last podcast, the other thing that happened was Afghanistan, and I'm not going to go into great detail now because mm. obviously it, it's kind of beyond an Australia topic. But it, yeah. I mean, it's it's once again. I can actually. I kind of would like. Maybe we should have a chat about it at some point, but not this episode because it's gone too long already. But yeah, there, there is a discussion to be had on what our obligations are to Afghanistan because we went in and smashed up the place and going yeah. away now and going. Oh well. We give up bad luck. Bad luck if you're stuck there. I I am not a... a, What are they called? The hawks or whatever the people who want to go into war. But I also think that I'm also not okay with the world just going oh, well, bad luck, it's too hard. Yeah. Fuck those people, bad luck. No, yeah. I'm not okay with that either. Like, I think you do actually have to make an effort to enforce human rights when when somebody's stuck yeah. you in a tyrannical regime. But you don't do that by just going in there and smashing up the place. Yeah. You actually need to... Anyway, but, but that's going to be a discussion for another day. But the thing about Afghanistan that I will say, irrelevant to this discussion, mm. and, and whether people want to be, pro- be leaders, when that was happening, and Australia was... We were so slow and shitty at getting out the people who'd helped mm. us, let alone any you know the yeah. lives we could have saved. Getting out you know, Australian citizens, let alone yeah. Afghans who'd helped us, let alone you know any other Afghans who wanted to flee and, and, and be protected. Mm-hmm. And that was that is the time when I would like to be Prime Minister. Yeah. That is the time that I would think hope a decent person would like to be prime minister. Because that is the time that you could do something which Samo did not, which is yeah. we're getting every freaking plane we can there. We're getting everyone we can on a plane. Yeah. we don't like, somewhere in the libs they were like but, but we don't want to get, take some... What if we took some bad people? I don't give a shit. Yeah. You take as many people as you can. You rescue people yep. from yep. persecution. You yep. take that opportunity because the, the opportunity is not going to come back. Lots of people are no. going to die now that yep. we didn't save that we could have saved. And it's going to be really hard to go back in, and, and protect people in the future too because we've just burned mm. that fucking bridge and made a hash of it. Yep. But the idea that we had... We did not do everything we can to save the people who needed rescuing... Because we didn't put every resource we have at, the, at their disposal. Mm-hmm. We didn't do everything we can to flee, to rescue people. Those are lives that you as a Prime Minister could have saved. Mm-hmm. And yep. Scummo did not. not. He did not give a shit. He mm-hmm. was the person he's always been. The same same mm-hmm. dickhead who smugly went and spoke to the refugees on Rantanaro and was like, you're never going to come here, so fuck you. Yes, that I whole did. video he recorded, you are yes. it. Yeah. If you have
1: a valid claim, you will not be resettled in Australia. You will never live in australia
0: nasty piece of work yeah that is the point at which being prime minister matters because he yeah. had the executive power to get those planes there and get people on those planes yeah and he yeah. fucking didn't
1: he did nothing and yeah.
0: that is the point at which i'm like i don't genuinely want to be prime minister because i mean actually actually i would quite like to be able to put these things into parliament and put some yeah. have some pressure put on to <laughs> fixing these fucking things we we're talking yeah. about in the podcast but otherwise going through the process of politics is, would be a nightmare. Yeah, but. The thing about being a national leader would be that you can save those lives. Yeah. And the thing that's, that we saw from Scummo is that he not only doesn't give a shit about, you know, I don't hold them hose, mate. Yeah. He's given, he doesn't care. No. I he's mean, got- he's consistent yeah. that he doesn't see them as human beings because no. he didn't give a shit when they were on boats either. He was happy to drag them back to sea. Yeah. It's just, it is monstrous to me that you could be a person who's had all the privileges that Scummo's had. And not take the opportunity you have to save those lives. That's what gets me.
1: He is a, a person completely devoid of empathy. He has none. Like, even with all the stuff that came out this weekend with the Women's Summit, um, you know, like the he's handled that as well, like... He, yeah, just listening back to the clip, like I was listening to some uh, another podcast where they're talking about it, and you know he's it, they bring up that ex- they brought up that example again of I'm, when. I'm sorry. sorry,
0: sorry, we didn't do an episode since July. <laughs> yeah. Everybody has to listen to other podcasts because we're so I've slow. had to
1: start listening to Van Adams one, so that's how <laughs> that's that's how diary is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Look, that, that is the kick in up, the pants that we yep. needed. Yeah, that's it, mate. It's it's, it's what's great. her dog's name? Um, Germanicus. Was that a cat? I don't know. I don't know. I've never. Known like, what it I thought it was it is, two but, yeah. names. Like, anyway, join the unions.
0: Join the yeah. at the women's summit. Sorry.
1: You know, even the start of all the um, all the Britney Higgins stuff, where he's talking and he's like, "Yep, talk to Jenny on the weekend." Oh, yep, she made me realize that rapes. But it's like he like he has no empathy, and even the way like he uses his family, which I know this is somewhat a. Typical politician thing But I think he does it To a degree Which is even more extreme Like the Father's Day photos And all that He does see His wife and children As tools He has no empathy Even for his own family they are definitely just objects for him to use to further himself. And when it doesn't work, that's he gets. You see, he gets frustrated when people don't. He's like, no, no, but I have the wife and kids. I care about women. Like oh. I talked to them. Like that's you wanted me to talk to my wife, didn't you? That's I did the thing. I spoke to her. Didn't want to. Yucky, but I did it. Like oh,
0: turns out rape's bad. You know, like it's yeah. I don't know. It's because he's like coward. He's actually a nasty piece of work. Mm. And the way that they soften that is the daggy dad thing. Yeah. That's all they've got. They're doing the same thing with him that they tried with Howard, which was to soften him with the daggy, daggy mm. dad shit. And yeah, that's it. That's that, So he has to rely on that because if you take away the daggy dad pitch, who is Scummo? He's a nasty piece of work. Who's yep. never done anything nice for other people. He's always mm. just, and he's odd. Like mm. he rubs people up the wrong way. So the daggy dad thing is what all he's got. He has to rely on it hard. Yep. He has to run it hard because he doesn't yeah. have, like that is, that is the, the vote pitch that that covers up for the rest of the yeah. shit. In the same way as it for Howard, you know the daggy cricket shit. Mm. Well, that's yeah. Made him seem unthreatening yeah, when he's a, really a, a threatening a, nasty a super piece of crook,
1: work, dude. I mean, look, you know, like you all you get know, the, the scumbo, Like you know, you, you judging by judging by the company he keeps, his two best mates are a QAnon guy who claims that you know he's getting uh, Morrison to, to sneak in dog whistle stuff into his speeches, or Brian Houston, uh, a guy who covers up covers up for pedophiles, like. There is mm. mates, you know, like there is two best friends <laughs> in the a world. Bloke. Yeah, what a great guy. I mean, like, yeah, oh, that's, yeah. if you're going to judge him, on he
0: burned that. a lot of Australia's capital, uh, mm. political capital in the US, and trying to get when he when he went with Trump to try and get mm. Brian Houston into that dinner. Like, yeah. that is in, in in addition to we've just burned a whole lot of Australia's capital negotiating with the in the UK trade deal <laughs> that we've just negotiated <laughs> yeah. to get yeah. climate off it. Yep. fuck us. What a terrible Jesus. we are an. He, under those mm. bastards, we are like an even more evil country. Like, Australia's always been a dodgy country yeah. with with some pretty... Oh, God, I'd forgotten about Alan Tudge and his whole... I, I don't want um, kids learning negative shit in history class. They need to be learning about the glorious victories at Gallipoli. Oh, fuck. I didn't even know that. I didn't hear that. That's... Fuck. That's...
1: Jesus Look Christ. up
0: Tudge's remarks. It was in the... Garden, the the, the details of what he was saying, but he was also... He was like... He made a remark about how the problem with teaching history that, you know, that was critical of Australia was that it would make it hard, you know, harder for mm. people to sign up and join the military. Like, because if you don't
1: understand that deeply, then you're not going to protect it, as a million Australians have through their military service, and a hundred thousand people have died in the protection of those um, of, 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 of those things and defending them. Just
0: blatantly, the, the education, the, the, the people in charge of education in the country, being like. It needs to be propaganda. It needs yeah. to be national propaganda so we can sign people up for the military. Like, they're not even subtle about it. It was bizarre. <laughs> Alan freaking touch it. What was the other oh. thing he's demanding a oh, dark emu not be taught now? Anyway, it's yeah. can Jeez. I talking of creepy dudes, let's let's end on something that's I think close to home for you, Nick? Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> creepy dudes, what are you what are you what are you accusing me of, Jeremy? <laughs> You're in Toowoomba. Yeah, okay. You're yep. in Toowoomba, oh, mate. That's aren't you? good,
1: yep. Well, I am in Toowoomba. Yep. And, and, and
0: who is Toowoomba's favourite son? Favourite son of Toowoomba. I'm pretty a re- sure it's me, isn't it? Re- <laughs> Other than Nick Carr. Other than and, Nick A man Carr. Who, who's had a, made a real go at, at having a profile on the national stage over the last decade or so.
1: Oh, Mr. Shelton? My good friend Lyle Shelton? Yeah. Yeah, he's,
0: he's had, he's had <laughs> a rough week. Did you see what happened? To, no, I haven't Did heard. you see what happened to Lyle?
1: No, I haven't seen what happened to Lyle. What's, what's going on? Oh, Jeremy's taking off. his All right, so well, the listeners at home, Jeremy's taking off his glasses for this. <laughs> it's about to
0: go down. <laughs> I just—it's—it's it's sad, Nick, and I need to be yeah. able to—I need to be able to wipe my eyes. Um, it's not because I might laugh. Yeah. So, so poor old Lyle, Lyle Shelton, former head of the Australian. Christian lobbying, yep. campaigner against uh, LGBTI people for many decades. Nasty piece of work. A lot, also, also mates with the Proud Boys, the, the neo Nazis. Oh yeah, just just a great person. Just, well, just a, great person a lot of itself. their interests um,
1: align. You know, they just have a lot of the same interests and goals.
0: Well, he's, he's a prou- he's a, a proud a proud gentleman. So you, know. <laughs> <laughs> so you know who Fred Nile is? Yes.
1: Yeah. Leader sure of the
0: uh, the fundamentalist, nasty Christian Democrat Party in New mm-hmm. South Wales. So Fred Fred was going to retire and, and he was going to uh, give his upper house seat in the New South Wales Parliament to Lyle. Lyle yep. was endorsed as his successor. Yep. So Lyle was going to move to New South Wales and take up that role. Fred Nile has disendorsed Lyle Shelton. Ooh. <sighs> he has he he feels that what Lyle Shelton was putting out there um was not, not, not consistent enough with his views. He was not enough of a he, he's spoken with God. And uh, God has told him that he should stay in power. Uh, oh, really? That, uh, <laughs> another Lyle. Lyle another is out. After, after he's, he's flirting years. with Corey. Yeah. So poor old. Uh, after after um, Lyle's tilt with Corey Bernardi's party failed. Yeah. After he's he failed on marriage equality. After he's failed, he's now he's now gone to gone to join Fred Nile and uh, Fred Nile <sighs> has has uh, had a closer look at Lyle and um, said no. Jesus! If no. even Fred Nile, so, like, what's what did he do to Fred? should be too extreme. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I don't. Where did they diverge? I don't. Where? Yeah. where did, it's it's unclear. All, all that we know is that, yeah. that that he didn't like some of his posts, and that uh, that he felt that God God had spoken to him. And uh, Lyle's out. Um, Jesus. Yeah. So, so it's a, it's a sad day in Toowoomba. I, I obviously, mate. No if I see if him, I see him that,
1: walking around the carnival flowers tonight, I'll give him a cuddle. <laughs> Lyle, mate. <laughs> hard done. Sucks, mate. You know, like. <laughs> you know, it's, it's you know, always hard when we're going for a job and don't get it, mate. You know, especially, you know, it's hard for everyone this time of year, but just... Uh Anyway, <laughs> and this is the thing, Nick.
0: So many people, so many people, have been gloating just yeah. because one of the nation's worst and nastiest people, who's worked so hard to cause harm to others, is suffering personally. Yeah, and people find that funny, Nick. They find it funny. They there is this Schadenfreude. There is yeah. joy in this disgusting, horrible person's misfortune. Yep. I just, Not it me, ma- It makes you sick. <laughs> Not me, mate.
1: I I feel for that. No, I hope. Yeah, no, I'm glad. I'm glad. I hope he suffers. He sucks. (laughs) He's a shitty
0: dude. I believe believe the suggestion was put out on Twitter that uh, if any other far-right parties wanted to um, invite Lyle to join them as uh, part of his campaign to (laughs) wreck as many right-wing organisations as possible, please, uh, Lyle is at home and waiting
1: for your call. I can't wait for him and Blair Cottrell to release a hip-hop album together.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I do occasionally mix him up with Stephen Fielding and and think that he was doing the you know those weird stunts that Stephen Fielding used to do. But no, Lyle Oof. is a creepier and even worse. than Steve Super Andy. creepy. It, it is. It is astonishing to me that he could have. We did think that we were going to be stuck with him because surely he could get on with Nile Fred Nile and, and mm. he'd have that seat. And and you know the bar to be in the New South Wales Parliament is pretty low. Mark Latham is in the New South Wales Parliament. <laughs> and, and and Lyle didn't even qualify on on the no. sneak sneak through on a on a. Creepy fundamentalist ticket. Like it's just you reckon you what, got a, one- what a failure. Yeah, what a failure. It's just he must. Fa- he's just failed so hard. Yeah, it's it's like if he wasn't one of the worst people in the country who's constantly out to do harm to others, you'd kind of feel sorry for mm-hmm. him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, But he is, so you don't. Yeah. but um, Yeah. <laughs> he's worked so
1: hard and got so little to show for it yeah
0: well Nick let, let's leave it there because this actually turned into a giant podcast I wonder if that's mm. something to do with waiting uh, a month or two between episodes there's a lot mean, to discuss <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nick where can where can people find you what, what are you uh, up to these days uh, that people should, should look you up
1: on Instagram I've got uh, um, yeah, you can always find me at Nick Carr Official on Instagram um, I've got coming up two shows now I don't know like I it's it's with all this pandemic it's so fucked because it's like you know we, we've, we are open in Queensland and uh, you know like I have shows I feel so bad Talking to you know because you know, I've been making it effort to try and call some of my Melbourne friends of that lately and see how things are going and they're like what are you up to and I was like well I've actually got a show on the twenty fifth of uh, of this month at Good Chat Comedy Club in Brisbane called Nick Carr throws shit at the fan it's a an interactive working in progress show uh, it's not all completely written yet it's a lot of new material well, I'm just trying to get it a new hour for next year so it's it's a, a lot of trial and error stuff but there'll be. It'll be a fun show. So, if people want to come along to that, um, yeah, you can find the ticket link at Eventbrite. Uh, just search Nick Carr on Eventbrite and it comes up. Uh, or, um, uh, what else do I have? I think that's the main thing I've got to plug at the moment. Just that. Uh, all 46 all odd episodes of Car Crash are still uh, online. We're not currently going anymore. The podcast has kind of ended, but it's still there if you want to have a listen. Um, it's weird we still have up- a story arc. So it did have a story arc. We haven't actually finished it, but we are going to... We haven't announced it yet. We're going to do a live show as part of the Good Chat uh, Comedy Festival uh, this month. We're going to do a live show to finish it off. Uh, so if you're around when we put up that, that'll be great. Um, but yeah, it's it's still a really great podcast. We still pick up the odd extra new listener or whatever, and like someone reaches out to me, they like, oh man, we really love the podcast. Does you know? Are you still going? It's like, oh, sorry, no. <laughs> I'm like, no, not quite, but... Uh, but it's a good podcast So that's, that's all I've got going on Jeremy the podcast And I've got some live shows If you're around Brisbane get, get Go and see as much as you can Because you know every, I mean look I'm doing alright I've got a job But there's a lot of comedians Who didn't have any other Income who are Doing it pretty tough right now I suppose all around the country That's in Melbourne and Sydney Like people who just can't work At the moment So Yeah Or think they're about to be able to And then the rug gets pulled out From under them
0: Yeah, it's a bit rough.
1: Mm, It's
0: grim. It's always nice to end on a high note. Uh, So now, now I feel bad for.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I feel uh, it's one of those things. I I I feel guilty because it's like so many people can't. You know, we're, we're so lucky up here in Queensland to still be able to do what we're doing, and it's just. But it's also like, oh, I feel bad advertising it, but you know. Uh, come if you can please and in the
0: meantime in the meantime, if you are stuck in Melbourne you can listen to this podcast when we record it which we will try and do more often Yeah. Um, also so at, at well may yeah. we say if you want to discuss any of the things we've t- talked about uh, on, on the mm-hmm. p- podcast tonight so it just sounded a bit like a, if any of the things on tonight's podcast have moved you in any way please don't hesitate to come <laughs> <laughs> um, at well may we say <laughs> on Twitter also if there's some guests you would like us to ask to come on the podcast that would also be, be helpful because we're happy to, happy to invite guests on New Blood as it were but anyway no. so yes anything you'd like to suggest <laughs> uh, at well May We Say? you can also find us uh, at obviously wellmaywesay.com thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers for continuing to support the podcast we are still alive even when we there's a gap in recording we will do more episodes and we are grateful for, uh, for people who will continue to mm. listen and uh, continue to support the podcast so thank you very much uh, otherwise we'd like to thank Robin Gray for the music uh, Alex Lum for the artwork and we'll see you all hopefully in the next week or so cheers cheers Good night.